This is the GOAT Level Podcast with your host, the GOAT, the legend, the hero, Van Pugh. The United States of America is off the chain. Man, these are some crazy times. I'm not even kidding. Um, first things first, racism is idiotic. You're going to think this and that about a person. You don't even know them just because of the color of their skin. The very nature of racism is stupid. Come on, man. I don't understand the big deal about stereotypes. Just because you see a lot of white people, a lot of black people, a lot of Hispanic people act a certain way, that doesn't mean that everyone is the same way. Are you kidding? It's all about environment, uh, the people they surround themselves with, the, how they perceive things. Um, it's all about that. That can be different for all those peeps. Millions of white people. There are millions of black people. Not everyone's the same. Racism is idiotic. I don't know why it's been going on for 400 years. Well, I know why. I know why. Because it's been permeated in society since the very beginning with slaves and it's just it just hasn't really gotten any better well well it has gotten better but it's not where it should be let me turn my mic up let me turn my mic up listen it's not where it should be that's why we are where we are today. I mean, it just it just started with slaves. We get out of slavery. Then, you know, it, it's rough for black people in society after that. And then you got the Jim Crow laws. And then civil rights movement. And then after that, there's still racial stuff going on. You got the Rodney King beating and then the riots and... Um, something that's personal to me. You got the whole um, SAE thing at OU where the, the white kids on the bus said there'll never be an N-word SAE. They was chanting it, huge outrage, protest. That situation at OU, I think it was like six years ago, pretty much prepared me for now. It's crazy, man. I didn't really take, I didn't take part in the protests then and now. I guess it's just not my thing. It's just I'm I'm laid back, and I, and I'll usually take any excuse to not do it. But yet, I'll go downtown for a parade. I guess I need to do more. I need to do more for my community. I need to do more for humanity in general. For the betterment of humanity in general. But I'm jumping around. I mean, lately, ever since George Floyd died, it's been just insane. Riots, protests, um, people getting called out for ignorant statements like Drew Brees and, and Jake Fromm. It's just people are not going for it anymore. Like, that was the last straw. Because I'm not kidding you. When I saw that video, I was horrified. And this was the this was literally the day after the Christian Cooper thing, where the lady was about to, was calling the police on him and saying there's an African American trying to attack me. I was like, no, man. With what happened with the police and stuff, that's the last thing you need to do. Like, there's too many. See, black men, a lot of black men are are afraid of what can happen with the police because of all the things that has gone viral, like Orlando Castile and Tamir Rice. All these unarmed police shootings, that's the last thing you can do. Then right after that, George Floyd dies, the knee on his neck from a police officer. And the first thing I thought when I saw that video, I was like, he looks dead. I was like, there's no way he survived that. I was like, he looks choked out. He looks, he looked like he left this earth. Sure enough, he died. He died. And then once Minnesota was rioting, 
everyone just took off and ran with it and every city is 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 rioting and protesting there's a mix of there's mostly peaceful protests there's only a little bit of rioting but it shouldn't be any i mean people are upset even though i think the rioters to be honest i don't think it's about george floyd for them they just they're just overfilled with emotion and I think some of them just want free stuff, <laughs> to be honest. I think they just want to act a fool. Like, I don't think it's about George Floyd. Honestly, I think it stopped being about George Floyd a while ago. I think now it's about changing the system. It's not about George Floyd anymore. People just, he's just the cherry on top. He's just the cherry on top because people are just tired, man. Because every time, every time I see an unarmed person get killed by the cops or racist white person i'm like why why does this keep happening or quote-unquote racist but we don't really know them um why why is this why does this keep happening i kept saying why does this keep happening even though i pretty much well i can't say i pretty much know the answer i mean we gotta we gotta dive into it but i keep asking why why does this keep happening You've seen the outrage. Why does this still happen? Why does it still happen? Honestly, um, I like what Dak did. Dak Prescott, he donated a million dollars to police education and training. That will help. That will help. So that, that can help. But some people, you know, it's just not. It just doesn't matter. They're setting their ways. The, the reaction that the protests are cool it just shows that things can change real change happens when we come together do not put your eggs in one basket with a politician they're just pawns the real the real people who can invoke change is the everyday people if we all come together and work together stuff can happen strength in numbers strength in numbers dog President Trump is just a pawn. Joe Biden is just a pawn. Don't, I mean, don't, like, don't put so much stock into them. We run this. We run this. Okay? That's why the Democrat-Republican argument and politicizing this whole thing this is dumb, bro. This is just dumb. Y'all both just saying the same thing. You all a virtual signal. I mean, you both are virtue signaling to get votes. <laughs> I don't even want to vote anymore. Y'all are getting on my nerves. Democrats say, Democrats say, oh, Republicans, they're racist. Of course, they don't care about Black Lives Matter. Look who they elected for president. He's a white supremacist. <laughs> and then fucking Republicans say, well, Democrats, they just pretend they like you just to get your vote. It's just, come on, man. Let's just stop. Just rest in peace, George Floyd. Rest in peace, Ahmaud Arbery. Rest in peace, Breonna Taylor. You've gone but not forgotten. And, and the countless other people who have died in police custody, white white and black, man. Um, I can never say fuck 12 because two of the most influential people in my life are law enforcement my dad and my uncle and uh without them i, I don't know I, I i didn't i don't really talk to my uncle danny that much but i respect him because my dad wouldn't be who he is without him and i wouldn't be who i am without my dad so i definitely respect my uncle danny for sure so definitely can't say fuck 12 i, I appreciate what they do and when you actually try to look at it from their point of view not all cops are bad, and they're trying to deal with this situation as best they can, and I know it's got to be tough, you know? That's why it just was relieving to talk to my dad um, a few days ago. It was just a quick text, you know, how you doing? You doing all right? Um, how are you dealing with these protests? How are you dealing with COVID? He seems to be fine. You know what I'm saying? So, just got to... I know this hurts. People are hurt. And what I've learned from my own life 
it, like how I feel about dating and relationships and, and getting a wife, I'm pretty much am against all of that now because I'm hurt. I'm hurt, you know, because all the stuff I went through because of dating and relationships and trying to chase women. Now I'm just straight up against it. You know what I'm saying? It's going to be a while before I even try to go that far with a woman now. It's similar to how people feel about this, um, about what's, what's happening in America right now with systemic racism and unarmed black people dying at the hands of police. Yeah, sure. I mean, people love to point out stats and how in the grand scheme of things, only a handful of black people out of millions get killed by white police officers or, or police officers when they're unarmed. Yeah, but still... That's not, it's not just about that. It's about the whole system, about the whole system, which isn't going to change anytime soon because that's what makes America, America, man. Like capitalism, democracy, inequality, unfortunately, like the good things that make America, America is also the bad things and make America, America, and it's not going away anytime soon, but the fact that we're coming together and trying to find solutions is a start. It's a start. It's a start. Uh, And don't, and don't see Black Lives Matter as a divisive term because it's not really. It's not really. Here's the definition as I looked up in the article. So this person say, Black Lives Matter is not a term of confrontation or an exclusionary demand. It's basically, it's simply aspirational. It is a rally, rallying cry for a shift in statistical numbers that show that people who are black are twice as likely to be killed by a police officer while unarmed compared to a white individual and according to a 2015 study, African Americans died at the hands of the police at a rate of 7.2 per million, while whites were killed at a rate of 2.9 per million. It's just statistics like that. The the education and the there's other stats on that site. I I gotta dig it up. Stuff like that. Like it's just the system in America just doesn't benefit all black people, man. Or in it or it kinda stunts their growth. To some people, not all people. See that's the thing. That's what I've learned the past two days is that there is another side to this. There's people who don't feel that way. It's people that believe this is overblown and that systemic racism is a myth. There are literally black people who believe that and that's what i like the, the the dialogue i like to hear both sides i like to hear us talk this out and come together and figure out a solution you know that's how things happen i'm not the biggest communicator overall but i just like to see that happen and that's pretty cool you know what i'm saying um yeah black black lives matter i guess what people are guess what we're trying to say is it's a lot of people, it's a lot of, it's a lot of people, white, black, whatever, all lives can't matter until black lives matter first. That's basically what people are saying. It just, it's just a lot of, you individually may not be racist or think a certain way about black people, but some people do and um, you don't see a lot of black people in high positions and it just seems like, to some people, it just seems like their lives don't matter. That's why this movement has been going on for this amount of years. It's the perception. It may not be true to everybody, but to a lot of people, the perception is that black lives don't matter. It's too many examples. Too many. That's why. That's why people are fed up. That's why... You got people like Maria Taylor going off on first take. As fine as she is. 
<laughs> she is bad. Oh my god. She tall too. Me and Zach saw her. Oh my god. Bad. Anyway, that's why people like her are fed up. Like she cool, man. She she not prejudiced or, or any of that. But she's just fed up. She's done t- she's tired of being nice. She's tired of seeing stuff like what what happened with George Floyd happen and things that are lower in scale but still kind of messed up and reflects systemic racism um she's tired she's tired of seeing it a lot of people are so something has been done at first i was cool with the whole rioting thing i was laughing i was entertaining ha 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 but then i saw people like I saw David Dorn get killed, a 77-year-old retired police officer. I was like, that's messed up. Like, we're going too far now. Like, we're, we're killing. We just killed a nice old man. Just a loop for a TV? Now we're getting out of hand. But I've seen videos of black people stepping up and condemning uh, rioters and looters, as they should. Because then... The message gets lost. I mean, it just, I'm glad they did that. I, I hate that that's happening, the rioting. Uh, but it's just when people get fed up, when people are hurt, or when people want to take advantage of what they think is a broken system or what they see is a broken system, they're going to go off. I already know. I just, um, the Drew Brees thing, man, uh, I can't believe he, he said that at this time. It's a bad time. It's a, it's a lack of awareness of what's going on. Why would he just go on about that? I know he was asked a question, but he just took it too far. Now, he, he had like four years to really think about and really get educated on this subject and be around his teammates and stuff, and he still had that type of answer. It's like, damn, it's just really disappointing to a lot of people, and I was disappointed as well initially when I heard that when he said he's just will never agree with anyone who kneels for the anthem um, because of the military because of his grandfathers it's kind of like how I, I just said I'll never say fuck 12 because of my uncle and dad it's kind of similar to that just like I guess just like with that the thing he has to realize is he probably realized it now that people have came out about it is the flag doesn't mean the same for the principles and values that the flag represents it doesn't it's clear it doesn't apply for everybody it some people are oppressed some people get treated like they don't belong some people don't get to experience the same type of american dream that a lot of us do so that's why if you feel that way about the flag when you see it then you're going to have an adverse reaction to it. You have people like Kai Foster, who a cute little, cute, well, not cute little, but uh, a strong, young, uh, black YouTuber. Okay, she she looks good, okay. But still, <laughs> Kai M. Foster said, F America. She, she said F America. You got people who dads be saying F capitalism. I'm not kidding. I'm not kidding. These people be saying it. You go, you be on Twitter long enough, on YouTube long enough, you'll see people who say F capitalism and F America. And a lot of people respond by saying, just leave. I say, you don't got to leave. You don't got to leave. But we do have to make it better. We all admit that this place isn't perfect, but humans aren't perfect. And that's just cool. We'll, we just got to come together and figure it out. And that's what we're trying to do now. It's it's everywhere. It's everywhere now. It's everywhere. You can't escape this issue. Everyone's talking about it. It's dominating the news. It's dominating social media. The protests are still happening. Now we can get stuff done. Now we can get it done. Let's get it. I love it. You know what I'm saying? But Drew Brees... I'm not so quick to write him off. Sure, it's a sorry, I'm sorry I got caught type of thing because he said something similar in 2016, but no one cared. But now that he got called out for it, he apologized. And everyone apologizes when they get caught doing something they ain't supposed to be doing. But 
but you also in apologizing he also pissed off the people who was for him because they think he gave in to the mob and he isn't standing up for what he believes in so now you got both sides mad at him and I'm just like there's room to grow he has done a lot for black people in the city of New Orleans now you gotta do more now you gotta do even more he even knows he even acknowledges that words are not enough and it, and it isn't it's gonna take a while it's just you just gotta fall back take action reconcile with your teammates who are pretty much already forgiving you you, you reconcile with them you work with them you know ask them what what can I do what can I do this is great because now he can help even more. He can help solve the problem even more. And Uncle Jimmy on Speak for Yourself said, he said, um, you let people like Drew Brees keep on talking. Don't just shut him up because then the next time you talk about this issue is going to be disingenuous. You let him keep talking and let the dialogue happen. And I think that's what's happening with the Saints with uh the Saints and their team they had a team meeting I'm sure they hashed it out and I'm sure that the conversation is going to continue and he's going to figure out what he needs to do and that's that's what I like you know I, I like that at the end of the day man I don't have many experiences with, with racism most of it's online if anyone's going to be directly racist to me in my face they're both well I'm not going to do anything I'm the, one of the most laid back people ever so if you're afraid so if people were racist to me behind their back racist or prejudiced to me behind my back then they're punks they're punks they're soft i'm i'm one of laid back passive people if you are afraid to say what you think about me and my race in my face then you're just soft so you're not a threat and you're idiotic because I think racism is idiotic. Stereotypes are idiotic. Well, uh, well, it's hard. It's hard not to stereotype. I mean, but sometimes, but racism's idiotic. <laughs> the very definition of it. Why would you partake in that? Anybody of all races, why would you partake in that? Get to know the person individually. We don't know these folks. It's about love anyway. I mean, and God is love. It's about love. We got to love one another. I know it's hard because we're human and we got our own problems, and our own values. It's hard, but just try, man. Just try. I know it's hard. I know y'all done written off Drew Brees. I'm not going to write him off. He has a chance. I know he's very reactive and not proactive, but I still think he's done a lot for that community in, in New Orleans. And now, now that we got his attention of where he lacks in his knowledge of why we protest and why we act the way we act in, now we can use it for good and not evil. Don't just write him off. Help him join us and help us come up with a solution. <laughs> that I like that better. Come on, man. Y'all out here wildin', bro. For real. Oh, and another thing, man. I know people gonna call me a coon. Like anytime, black folks, man, we we have an a you either with us or against us attitude. I mean, I get it. You're not gonna just you're not gonna stand for what our ancestors stand stood for back in the day. But man. I like the growth and the dialogue part of it. Let's let people educate and grow. I mean, let's let people learn and grow. Black folks are quick to call people coons, man. Like performing for white people and saying they performing for white people and that they hate, hate themselves. Anything they do, they've called Shannon Sharp a coon. They've called Kanye West a coon. Sometimes I get it. Other times I'm like, okay, you're reaching, you're reaching. We we just we throw out a lot of labels in America, man. Instead of just hearing these people out and their point of view, man, 
even when we disagree. It's a shame, man, that I'm gonna be called a coon before I get called the N-word. But I'm gonna be called both. That's, man, that's just crazy, man. It's such a, it's such derogatory terms. <clears throat> like, you're not, it doesn't help the problem. It just makes it worse. Let's just be positive. Let's be positive and have dialogue. That's all, man. Do you just call and call me a coon be hurtful? That just assumes that I hate myself because I'm black and I hate my family and friends for being black. That doesn't make sense. Fuck out of here. Anyway, the point is, it's all about the power of the people. It's all about the power of the people. And if you're really political, um, the politicians. Political people, they have an agenda, and they always, it's always about getting you to their side. I don't give a damn about your side. It's not black or white, red or blue. It's in the middle. Yeah, here, man. Anyway, <laughs> I talk too much about this. 30 minutes, sheesh. Anyway, on, on to some, some sports for real, bro. Um, Can Trey Young be the greatest point guard ever? I think so. I believe so. And he averages already out the gate 23 a game, 23 and 8. Look at all the greatest point guards. None of them average as much as Trey Young average. And he has about as many assists as they do too. Does is he the worst defender out of all the great point guards in history? Well, yeah. But can that improve? Yeah. Why not? I believe in his work ethic and I believe he'll find a way. Even though he's small and smaller people have a, a harder, well, can I really say that? Because you got people like, you got people like um, Patrick Beverly. I think Trey Young, his work ethic and his hunger for getting better, he'll figure out the defensive thing. But other than that, his offensive numbers are unbelievable. I mean, sure, his defensive rating is awful too. I mean, he has a minuscule win share, defensive win share number, and he has a defensive rating of like 117, it's bottom 10 in the league. But to be fair, most of his, half of his team is bottom 1% of the league in defensive rating. Their whole team is bad defensively, but it doesn't help that. And there's some of his teammates that are above him in defensive rating. Let's put that aside. Trey Young, though, already averaging 23 and 8. He already averaging more than Magic, Isaiah, Jason Kidd, John Stockton, Steve Nash, and Steph Curry. Already. He's only been in the league two years. Here's what's going to happen. He's going to be in top five assists and points. That definitely put him in the all-time great point guard category, and you're going to have a lot of people saying when it's all said and done that he's the greatest point guard ever. It's going to be hard to ignore. The problem is you got to watch it, though. Can he stay healthy? That's the only thing that's going to stop him is can he stay healthy? If he can stay healthy, there is no doubt that he could be in that conversation with John Stockton, who has 15,000 assists. Can he catch John Stockton, who has 15,000 assists? He averages, what, 8.5 a game? The average, the highest average assist is, what, 11.5? And that was by uh, Magic. And he averaged 19 and 11 a game. I think 19, 11, and 8. So, and the reason he didn't catch John Stockton, or the reason why he has about 6,000 less assists than John Stockton longevity he took like four years off because of hiv he only played about what 12 seasons 13 seasons john stockton played 20 jason kidd played 20 those two are the top two in assists i think it's longevity more than everything if he could if he can stay in the lead that long he'll definitely he'll break jason kidd's record Already, he's on pace to have 10,000 assists, which will put him top five all-time in assists. He's, he's going to be a top 10 scorer, 
and maybe top two or three assists. That is definitely greatest point guard. But the defense is going to hold him back. But he'll work on that. Maybe he should just get up with Patrick Beverly. And maybe Patrick Beverly can show him some things. Show him some extra like, like tips and stuff. Or how he can be a better defender. Or maybe he's just getting in the weight room. I don't know. like, But he got to work on that defense thing. But I have no doubt that he can be the best point guard ever. He averages 23 and 8. 23, 3, and 8 already and averaged 29, 4, and 9 this year alone. And it's just his second year. This guy is going to be unreal. Even in Steve Nash's best year. Now, this is a different era now. Different era because there's less offense in the 2000s. But his best years, Nash averaged 15 and 11, 18 and 10, 18 and 11. Trey Young is going to average... There's going to be years where Trey Young averages 30 and 11, 30 and 13. I'm telling you, it's going to be years where he averaged 35 and 13. Like, this kid is unreal. And you're going to see it. If he can stay healthy, I'm telling you right now, him and Luka Doncic can be the next Magic and Bird. Think I'm playing. Think I'm playing. Just watch. If they can get teams around them, they're going to be the next Magic and Bird. And their two teams are going to meet in the finals a few times. That's on everything, bro. For real. Oh, and about the defensive rating, the higher the number it is, the worse your rating is. The worse your rating looks. Because I think defensive rating is how many points you give up every average possession. For Trey Young, is at an average of every 100 possessions. For Trey Young, is 122. Oh, 117. For most of these Hall of Fame point guards, they're somewhere in between 100 and 110. So, yeah, he definitely has to work on the defense, but he'll be okay. His offensive numbers off the chain is better than almost all of them point guards. So, he got it. But I'm telling you right now, look out for Trey Young. When the NBA comes back next year, he's going to be back and he's going to be killing it. Speaking of Trey Young. Y'all see that ball is life video of him in that OKC adult league, and he was killing it. It looked like he was in high school again. He was killing it. He was destroying them. It was some solid competition, but they ain't nowhere near Trey Young. You know what's crazy? His team lost. Like, how did you lose? But they were going against James Woodard, who Jordan Woodard's brother, solid college player. I, I, I can see that. And basketball is a team game, so who knows who was on Trey Young's team. But it looked like he was killing. I think he scored like 40. Dude is unreal. He might be the greatest point guard ever. He's pulling up from half court, of course. You got to watch the video. Ball is life on Twitter. Trey Young is like that. I'm sorry. Anyway, so why isn't Kareem and KD in the GOAT conversation. I think I can answer the KD one. First of all, he keeps getting hurt. Every time he has a great season, he get hurt. That, I mean, that's nothing to do with him. I mean, it's just it, his body breaks down. I mean, it's almost only so much you can do. You know what I'm saying? He puts the work in, does what he has to do. He's a hell of a basketball player on and off the court, he's, he's a great guy. It's just the injuries happen. I think it's just part of the game, but he's had some serious injuries. That doesn't help him because he can shoot. He's like a 90-50-40 guy. However you say it, I don't know. He's a great shooter. Pull-up is unstoppable. Step back, crossover pull-ups, unstoppable. He can play defense whenever he wants. He has an un, unlimited wingspan. Like, it's unlimited. It's not even just a wingspan. It just, his wingspan is a to-be-continued. So, he's he could be a shot blocker. He can guard one through five. Like, the guy's amazing. But the entries and then what happened with the OKC and Golden State thing, how he just left after you were a game away, a quarter away from beating the Golden State Warriors, you leave to join them, and they were 73-9, and nine, and you were on a team that 
even Golden State said OKC was just as good as they were, if not better. You could have just stayed with them and then beat Golden State. No one likes that. And then how you reacted after that, no one likes that either. Just stuff, a lot of stuff he can barely control is keeping him out of the conversation. But I think, honestly, if he if he had better health and he didn't have that OKC and burner account thing, I think it's just like what people would say with Kareem. If he had a better relationship with the media, I think he would be respected a little bit more in a GOAT conversation. But for now, he's not. He's going to have to play like five to ten more years. And even then, people are still going to hold – the Golden State thing against them as if he cheated to get those two rings that he has. And a lot of people say it was the weakest move by a superstar. Uh, To be honest, man, the Celtics did that. The Heat did that. I'm not going to lie. Great teams make champions. I'm sorry. It's a team game. I don't, I don't like the move. I didn't like the move. I, because I'd rather see him do it for OKC and all that he did in OKC, and that's where he started. I wanted him to do that selfishly, but if you put it in Kevin Durant's, if you look at if you look at it through Kevin Durant's point of view, he just liked the way Golden State played a little bit better, and he liked that team dynamic better than the one in OKC. And he won championships, and it felt good, and he celebrated, and he partied. Of course, well, that grew tired too, but because of other things. But at the time, can you really blame him? Do I wish he stayed in Oklahoma? Yes, definitely. But it didn't happen that way. And now he went to golden state and now he's with brooklyn i can't be too mad at him looking bad at looking back at it can't be too mad at him i can never be too mad at him because at the end of the day he's a dc area kid grew up 10 minutes from me and instead of being a negative statistic and stereotype he did what he had to do he became a success and now he's giving back to his community and he's He's doing his thing. He's living his best life. It's something that a lot of people don't do and not able to do in this area and a lot of inner city areas. So he's an inspiration once you get past the Oklahoma stuff and the him going to Texas. Yeah, that that stuff is whack. But I I can't be that mad at him. But he's not he's not gonna be in the GOAT conversation. It's it's gonna take a while. It's gonna take a whole nother wave or trend or a whole nother generation to put him in the conversation. I'm sorry. It just, just the way it is. Now with Kareem, see his resume is amazing. He has six titles, just like Jordan. He got six MVPs, something like that. He has two finals MVPs, 15 time all NBA. I think 15 time all-star, I think two, maybe more than that. Um, in college and high school, we only lost four games, and I can't believe one of those games was to DeMatha. How do you lose to DeMatha two? Now we have that in common, losing to DeMatha. Whatever. Um, they're just, they're an amazing program, but I'll talk about them another time if I haven't talked about them enough. <laughs> anyway, we only lost four games in college and high school. He has the most points in NBA history. And it's mostly from in the paint. Greatest of all time. It he seems like the greatest of all time. But most people don't even acknowledge him as the greatest of all time. I think I one reason I was looking it up, one reason is because he didn't have the best relationship with the media when he was playing. That was back in the day, man. That was back in the day. I'm sure Jordan didn't have a perfect relationship with the media either. I don't doesn't doesn't look like it. Uh, another thing is a lot of people discount him because he was a center, and a lot of it, a lot of his accolades had to do with him being seven feet tall. 
and being a center and not being able to shoot free throws or threes or defend every position. Stuff like that. Stuff like that. That's why he gets, and, you know, his brand outside of it. Like, his brand outside of basketball, sure, he's known for being an activist back in the day and even, you know, kind of now to a certain degree. Um, His persona outside of basketball isn't as big as Magic, Michael, and LeBron. That's why he gets overlooked in the GOAT conversation, but he's easily top three, top five, at least, at least. You can make a legitimate argument that he's he's a better player than LeBron. But no matter what, the GOAT conversation in basketball will go on for ages. But the GOAT level mindset is was what is what is within your heart. And everyone can have that GOAT level mindset. Or at least try to. It's hard. It's even hard for me. But you can have that mindset and achieve anything you put your mind to with that right mindset. But it's hard, man. It's hard. You got to practice. But that's why I got that blog and Pinterest. Yeah, 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 yeah. But the point of this segment is Kareem and KD should get more respect in the GOAT level combo. But it's going to be tough for them. It's going to be tough for them to overcome Jordan, LeBron, and whoever comes after LeBron. It's going to be hard. Uh, We'll see, man. So Whitlock is out at Fox Sports 1 because they couldn't agree on a contract. His contract was up. So his his contract was up recently, and they didn't renew. So I guess he wanted more money, I assume. Or he maybe he wanted the length of his contract to be shorter or longer. Whatever the negotiation is, they couldn't come to agreement. Whitlock's gone. He's basically the face of Speak for Yourself, which is why some people don't watch it. But he's gone now. Because I think Speak for Yourself is a good show, and I've been watching it lately. I've been watching it a lot lately, like three to four times a week. You know what I'm saying? I've been watching it a bunch lately. And Whitlock, you got to give him a chance, man. I mean, people, once again, wrote him off for what he said about Kaepernick and what he said about LeBron, and what he said about LeVar. LeVar killed him. LeVar said he can't talk about anything but snacks, and I cried, bro. I was dying laughing. It was hilarious. But at the end of the day, Whitlock isn't as bad as people make it seem. I know, I already know, people going to say I'm a coon and dancing for the master and all that. I just call it like I see it in this instance. I know I hold back a lot, but I'm calling it like I see it in this instance because this guy isn't as bad as you make it seem. I kind of understand his Kaepernick and LeBron James uh, viewpoint. The thing that's consistent with him in all these situations, he doesn't like media outrage. He doesn't like social media outrage. He is all about solutions and methods of how you go about the solutions. In the Kaepernick and the LeBron James instances, he did not agree with the way with the with the way those guys try to attack a problem that he kind of has an issue with too, like police police brutality and systemic racism and uh, stuff like that. Whitlock doesn't like that stuff either, but he's going to call you out if you're not going about solving the problems the right way. And that's what and that's what where his viewpoints come from in those instances when it came to Kaepernick taking a knee and everyone's been questioning Kaepernick. But mostly he's a hero and I think he's a hero to me. Like he, it took a lot of balls for him to do what he did. And he definitely got people thinking and really got people um, really wanting to, he got the ball rolling on wanting to change the system and make it better. So I got to respect him for that no matter what. That's why any, that's why he's so protected in the black community. 
because just what he means and what he tried to do. That's why if anyone speaks out against it, they're a coon. Even though I don't agree with them, I'm not going to call them a coon, bro. Like, I legit understand why Whitlock has a problem with Kaepernick. He don't he don't like his methods. But it ain't about that. He's out. He's gone. He's not going to be on TV. He's trying to start his own business. He's trying to start a direct-to-consumer business, which is, like, similar to OutKick and Barstool. And I kind of want to do the same thing, but I'm having a tough time getting started. He has the resources. He has more resources than I do to do that type of thing. Me, it's going to be a struggle because I'm starting from scratch and I'm not, I'm calling for communication and stuff, but I suck at it and I don't, I'm not good at marketing and I'm, I'm, I'm lazy and don't put out articles. I'm not active on Twitter and in the right way. It's just stuff I need to work on if I want to do what Whitlock's trying to do and what Clay Travis is doing now and what Barstool is doing and what Bill Simmons is doing. If I want to do all that, got put in the work. And I think Whitlock, he definitely has a work ethic because for him to even get this far, he had to put in the work. If you listen to his interview with Clay Travis, but no one's going to listen to that because both of them are labeled as racist and they aren't racist. <laughs> they just have they just have different viewpoints than the majority of black people in the media and on social media to be specific. But yeah, man, uh, best of luck to him. Uh, miss him on uh, Speak for Yourself. But Marcellus Wiley can carry the torch. LeVar Arrington is great. And maybe you get one more person. We rocking and rolling. You know, I, I hold out hope for that show. You know, we'll see. The NBA and the NHL supposed to be coming back. NHL went straight up playoff. I don't know how they're going to go about getting the players ready. I don't know where they're going to play the games. But I like their idea. Playoff hockey is amazing. They're going to do a 16-team playoff. Them doing... Eight and eight is amazing already. Now them doing 16? Oh, my God. This, this is going to be fire. Y'all better stop sleeping on hockey. And I hope the Caps get it together and bring home another title. I would love that. Of all the things that's been going on in D.C., I've been in my bubble, but I still watch and see what's going on. Another title in D.C. would be amazing. That would be great. Hopefully they get the chance. Hopefully, because it looks like looking at the bracket, they they will potentially have to play against Carolina again. And you know, last year when I was there in game seven, Hurricanes and Capitals, I was heartbroken that we lost that game seven. I stood there all that time, potentially getting left in the, in the cold or not. It wasn't cold. But left out the dry by Metro just for us to lose in double overtime. I was heated. I was mad at home. So I hope we get our revenge on Carolina and win the cup again. And we have another parade. Hopefully ain't no COVID-19 restrictions. Uh, The NBA is back. They just approved that. 22 teams. And I was like, If it's more than 20 teams, then that means the Wizards are going to be in it. And sure enough, 22 teams, the Wizards are the last team in. But they are the worst team in this new league, quote-unquote. They are the worst team in the new league by a million, by a mile. They have the worst defense. No John Wall. And they're five and a half games back of Orlando. But there is hope. Because all we have to do is get four games back of Orlando or Brooklyn to force a playoff between us, Brooklyn, or the Magic. So that means all we have to do, I know it's easier said than done because everyone's better than us on paper. All we have to do is at least win six of eight. If we win all eight, we'll definitely be in the playoff. And to be honest, if we win all eight, there's a chance 
we might have to win one game instead of two because for the eighth seed, it's double elimination. For the Wizards, it's single elimination. You lose once to the eighth seed in that playoff, you're done. So if they somehow sneak into the eighth spot, well, that depends on if Orlando is losing or the, the Nets are losing. Then they only have to lose one time. They, they can lose twice. But the likelihood of them doing that is crazy. And even if they get past that incredible mountain to get to the eighth spot, then they have to play the Milwaukee Bucks. And they are juggernaut. Now, it helps that we don't have to go to Milwaukee. But it doesn't help that we got to try to stop Giannis and all them three-point shooters. How are we going to do it? It's going to be hard. But, hey, if they pull it off, they need to make a movie. Because that's incredible. Because incredible odds. It, they, they turn around. They're clearly the worst team in the league coming back. They're five and a half games back at the AFC. Their odds, they look like they shouldn't even be there. And if they flip that to an NBA Finals title, boy, that's going to be the best underdog story I've ever heard. But their chances don't look good. But I at least expect them to to do the bare minimum and get it within four games, and then we can play Orlando or Brooklyn, and then all bets are off. We basically got to win two out of three. Uh, We'll see. We'll see, man. We'll see. But, man, this is the longest show I've ever done. And it's awesome. I love it. What? Oh, and by the way, breaking news. Oh, my God. <laughs> Breaking news, Michael Jordan and the Jordan brand will be donating $100 million over the next 10 years to organizations dedicated to ensuring racial racial equality. Jordan brand is donating $100 million to, here it is, to organizations dedicated to ensuring, ensuring dedicated to ensuring racial equality, social justice, and greatest access to education. Black Lives Matter, this isn't a controversial statement. That's that's taking action. Jordan didn't have to say much. He put his money where his mouth is. He for real. Change is happening. Change is happening because we came together. And what? It happened faster than electing a fucking president. Fuck out of here, dog. Anyway, let's do it, man. The, the stuff is happening, and let's see if this can continue. Or are we just going to go back to status quo? Anyway, I'm out. Peace. Thanks for listening to another episode of the GOAT Level Podcast. Make sure you share, subscribe, and get money.